You are listening to the Techie Leadership Show with Bogdan and Andrei. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Techie Leadership Show. Today with us we have Florin Baditza. He's a leader and movement founder of Corruption Kills and Neferesk. Florin is a developer at heart with a passion for humanistic pursuits. And when I say humanistics, I mean human rights and responsible growth activism. He was named by Forbes Europe in their under 30 listing and has helped organize the biggest protest in Southeast Europe with over 600,000 participants. That's an amazing number. Hello, Ferlin, and welcome to the show. Hey. Hello. First of all, thanks for inviting me. Uh, and thanks for creating this, this show. Like, I think we need more, more shows like your one and more because I, I'm a tech at heart, as you were saying. And, for me, when when we have, this is a kind of safe space where we can discuss about different things related with technology and uh, yeah, it's useful. Yeah, it's something that I, uh, we saw the need. Uh, we're techies also, and we work with a lot of technical people. And uh, when it came like to stepping in in more of a leadership position or even acting as a leader. It takes another skill set, skill set than just being uh, good at tech, doing yeah. doing the job itself. Exactly, the social part becomes more. Exactly, better. but before we go any further, for do you want to add anything else about yourself? So, so I'm a volunteer at heart. I, I don't believe I would be now where I am if I would have not started uh, and. Actually, at kind of, of older age, I started doing volunteering around first time at 17 years, but after 21 years, I, I really started doing volunteering. And I really consider that if I would have not done this, uh, I would probably not have done what I've done in my life. It would be something totally different and help me kind of have meaning for myself and create meaning in some of the things that I'm doing. So yeah volunteer by heart and when you can volunteer your time or your resources to other people to help or in other communities so how has volunteering changed your life florian like what how that how did it enrich your life oh uh, it helped me kind of understand the uh, what what i want to to do because i was a teenage teenager without any purpose and i was like okay what's happening what's the meaning of life and how i'm included in all of this and uh, volunteering helped me by meeting a lot of people that were people that were helping other people in a disinterested way like without expecting uh, any financial rewards or something else just for the joy of passing that information or improving the quality of life or information of other groups and i don't know for me it was something that i didn't had experience until then in like what i had around my family or what i had uh, around the uh, uh, school or high school or other things like that where it was everything should and everything was designed as a competition you have to get the best grade you have to a lot of different things like that and volunteering is mostly about uh, collaborating and collaboration yes and we have not we, have, we don't learn about collaboration about 
teamwork in school or in other parts. So from that point, for me, it really helped me because it was like free learning and improving much more hands-on. Yeah, and I imagine that in such environments, you, you have people that have knowledge and they want to share it. And as you said, like collaboration, it shows you like the world also has like a really good side. It's not all competition and being cutthroat and being like in business, yeah. basically. Exactly. And I think you, you are able to learn much more faster. Like uh, I'm, I'm now uh, still trying to do as much volunteer as I can, but mostly uh, I'm uh, working on... Uh, wait a second. I have a bunny which is chewing the furniture. No and no What's the name of the bunny? Uh, Lilu. Lilu Dallas. Lilu. Oh, Hi, Lilu. Hi, Lilu. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, so, yeah, in people in volunteering, they want to learn and to pass this information to others just because they, they find it useful. So, uh, there is much more sharing going on and much more transparency between the parts. So yeah, you can accumulate and you can use, like I remember when I started doing some of the events, uh, I was using the templates that I have used in different projects because we already done that. We know, okay, kind of what worked, what didn't work. So let's just utilize what we already have and then improve it and then uh, also share it back with the community because like, hey, I did this event with 100 people uh, and uh, my suggestions, if you want to do it with 100 compared to 50 as you do, do it is use three facilitators uh, and uh, whatever, this kind of thing. So yeah, it's learning. Yeah, I know I love and learning. Also, and also for our more pragmatic listeners that are kind of in awe by the concept of volunteering. Uh, FYI, when you volunteer and volunteering in general is a great way for people who do not have um, a set uh, experience or workplace experience or job looking experience or the necessary skills to be able to make that step from being a student uh, or uh, being um, a, a young person uh, to the workplace. So as Flori mentioned, it's a great way for, uh, for people to make that transition from the benches of the school system into the corporate or private or public sector. Because you know, even if it's your first job, if you had experience volunteering, they'll ask you, well, what experience do you have? And just like Florian, well, I've had experience leading 50 people to organize a special event. We had to raise funds. We had to make marketing materials. We had to create, and we had to do it all on a budget or create a budget. And people are like, well, you have work experience. A you lot have, of skills. You have value. And most of the time, experience. you will not have that much budget. So, yeah, you have to learn to how, like, you learn more, uh, like, you, like, you learn to think like an entrepreneur in a way because... You have to create a lot of things, but without having that much. Usually when you're in a company or something, you will have a budget of like $50,000 and do this, which is much simpler than, okay, you are in an NGO or a project with five different people and you need to scrape $400 to do some Facebook ads and whatever. So I think, yeah, it yeah. also helps 
more about how you can boost up something or kind of be at the kind of in the startup mentality of yeah, getting exactly. something off the ground. And you, I also think you get to see and learn the best kind of leadership because when you have a group of people that they're not paid, they offer their time, you cannot boss them around or to get them to do stuff. You have to learn how to collaborate, how to be a true leader that inspires people to follow them. And it's not it's not based like I pay you. That's why you have to do what I'm saying. So in exactly. my opinion, it's the best kind of leadership and it's true leadership. It's yeah. not based and, and on- And the motivation, to... exactly. Like the motivation of the people is just, they will follow you or your idea or your projects uh, exactly because they will believe in it and they, will, they can quit yeah. anytime they want and they're not like okay i'm not gonna pay you pay me what i already pay my bus ticket <laughs> and everything yeah so you cannot and, and yeah it's a learning experience like i remember uh, some of the first times or, or i remember when we we had a, a project called the activist house and we had a team and for me i was like i was trying to control a lot of the process uh, or like how information should flow inside the, of the organization kind of yeah and uh, <laughs> and yeah and then i had like half my team leaving and it was like okay I, in my mind it was like i think it's still more efficient to have it like this and then we have everything documented all, all of the processes so even if this team will dismantle then we will have the the data will remain for the next team which Yeah, it's a point of view, but uh, yeah, you have to remember that you're working with people and uh, some of the time you do better, yeah, let them ha- handle uh, the processes and don't try to manage it, especially if you don't uh, kind of do something from the beginning and you're trying to change. Like if you if you get yes. people used with one technology stack and then you want to try another one because it would be more efficient, you will find a lot of uh, resistance from uh, people that, okay, I, I just started learning to use this and now we want to change because of some other feature or something like that. Uh, we don't want to do that. Very so. valuable lesson learned. But before you share any more stories, I have to ask you the question first. What is the biggest leadership success story that you have witnessed personally? Uh, on myself or, or the people that I've seen or it can be your story or it can be that you've seen depends something that choose. you have witnessed uh, you have uh, like a, a personal point of view seeing it unfold because you, you saw it unfold uh, uh, I would uh, say my colleague uh, Angie from uh, Corruption Kills because like for me I'm really more about the tech part and uh, about managing communities but more i prefer like handling the tech stack and optimizing so we can have like 1000 people collaborating and they will message me or they will need i, I i'm trying to get us i'm trying to be a facilitator mostly okay. to just facilitate so other people get their stuff they don't need to know that i'm even there in the loop if it's possible because then it things can be automatized if if i'm there then i become the bottleneck so i prefer not to be the bottleneck but uh, angie is an example of uh, a leader she was before coming to the protest and before joining corruption kills she was kind of an ordinary citizen as others uh, which uh, and going to parties not a thing like that but then st- she started getting more involved uh, and uh, 
and she become kind of the voice of the protest in the street, like the person that was in the street and people were looking to her and uh, the police and the gendarmes are coming and they negotiate with her. Uh, and I think here you can see that person that she's coming from the rural area that now she's in Bucharest and, uh, and now she's, uh, she's leading uh, that part, the street part of uh, the, the protest and she's doing it in a really authentic and uh, human way. Yeah, which goes to show that leaders aren't born, they are uh, molded by their environment. Anybody can be oh, sure. a leader if, 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 if they just come up to the plate and bat. Yeah, if they rise to the occasion. So what, uh, seeing the transformation, uh, what, what would you say like um, that it unfolded? What, what lessons have you learned from it? Uh, a good team uh, is composed of multiple uh, persons with different skill sets. Like on the tech part, okay, I'm really good, but uh, on the some of the times on the human uh, part and the collaboration with a lot of the person, especially if I have to do things that like sometimes I like to micromanagement to do micromanaging, but like on the processes side, like how the processes should look. But uh, some of the times I prefer not to spend all of the time in the street doing some of the things I prefer to externalize this so somebody else can handle this and I can do my part. And uh, in this sense, like in our team, we have another colleague, which is Emilia, which we call it kind of the heart of the team because she's kind of the more humanist person. She's an artist. She more with philosophy, more with kind of human understanding and emotions. And I think it really helps depending on what teams you have. Like in our case, okay, we have a community with over 100,000 people online uh, in an NGO and uh, we are organizing protests and putting pressure on uh, corrupt politicians basically or other people that are doing corrupt deeds in Romania and other parts. Uh, but uh, yeah, and we need a team that uh, has the different parts. We need somebody that is really good at legal and Angie was good because also she she studied law. Uh, we needed somebody like Emilia, we needed somebody like me to be able to do the technical part. So we needed somebody that's really good uh, with, uh, with graphic design. So have this team uh, that uh, can complement each other and they can uh, improve and allow disagreements and allow different things. Like don't, that not everybody has to agree on everything like it would be sad and boring like the idea is yeah. to have different points of view and try to discuss them and see like okay how why do you see like this and like this and try to learn from each other because we are all biased even if we accept it or not we are all biased so that was exactly my follow-up questions having people with such diverse backgrounds and uh, experiences how how do you manage the the conflicts that appear like what's the secret to still have have cohesion inside the team even when you have different points of view and different experiences so we had uh, some conflicts in the past and uh, we we had uh, we decided that some of the colleagues that we had uh, we will not keep them in the team because there were different parts that uh, yeah we couldn't get to an agreement 
and instead of keeping something that it would create something that is dysfunctional for the whole team, then it's better to remove that uh, person for the team. And some of the times it's good to understand if maybe you are that person, then you have to remove yourself. So never no. consider that, okay, all the time the problem is at other. Maybe you have the problem. So if you identify this, then see how you could uh, move back and leave somebody else uh, to fill that role. And I think this would be one of the learning uh, outcome and uh, what we tried uh, we, b- because at least at the core uh, core of the team uh, we try to keep it uh, as small as possible to not go over like let's say 50 people or 20 30 people uh, so we can kind of still have uh, a circle of trust and uh, have open discussions there and uh, we we had a lot of disagreement on different parts. Uh, some of the times I was I would uh, start I don't know post something uh, and kind of n- without consulting our colleagues because it was either okay this is something that happened now or this is something that it would be useful and it would take like four six hours until all of the colleagues would see it and that would generate some of the discussions. Uh, but uh, overall, uh, uh, we. Like my approach and what I try to instill in the team, like use your own judgment and uh, and decide and think like, okay, how should be some of the things approach and try to resolve some of the conflict by yourself. And if not, yeah, let's discuss it all in group. And we try to, as much as possible, to use consensus if possible. Like, okay, it's going to take some more time and we do have to do some calls and discuss between themselves. But uh, at the end of the day, it will keep at least more people, uh, they will be more engaged instead of being something more autocratic and like, no, because I said so. Like, I, mm. I, I hate when I when other people were doing this, like my parents and other people in jobs, and I prefer not to do it to other people if it's possible. Yeah, don't and just want when... to others the things you don't want to be done. Exactly. To and you hit the nail on the head when um, when you said um, like the to remove it's hard when you have to remove somebody from the team because they're not best suited but it's also important to remember that sometimes you're not the one who's suited and you should remove yourself which is hard which is very hard it, it's along the lines of i guide others to a treasure i cannot possess super difficult to do like I uh, test your uh, character. Uh, I just wanted to uh, continue. Uh, when we st- when I started doing uh, we started uh, all of the, we started doing the protest in 2017, 2016, 15, uh, and we were doing the protest and uh, there was a lot of heat. Like the biggest television in Romania were uh, all the time posting against me. Like I'm paid by Soros and all of the other things. And uh, one of the things that uh, okay, I really considered and I still consider is like, we cannot uh, change stuff just by protesting. So this is why we had like the activist house where it was a physical space, three stories high, with, uh, where people would come and learn and uh, improve and whatever. And uh, before doing the activist house, we wanted to do Profest. Profest was designed as a festival that we wanted to do for 5,000 people 
to have three days of learning with music, with a lot of different things. And uh, I tried to remove myself and I removed myself. So I had the idea, I, I created the team, but then, okay, who will handle it? And we find somebody else that were doing this just exactly so I will be as far possible. And also because, yeah, then it would have been harder to find sponsor and things like that because, yeah, this is political because he's organizing protests. Even if, no, we are civil, we are not political, but people would not... Uh, yes. yeah. True. find but that difference since, since you're already touching on the subject and the, the difficulties i want to ask you what is the biggest leadership fail that you've had the unfortunate experience of witnessing oh some of them i probably could consider fails but uh, i don't know i i view failure differently in a way that uh, Uh, I, I was I was at Draper University, which is an uh, startup uh, accelerator in a way uh, <clears throat> uh, in uh, San Francisco, and I was there for uh, three months. Uh, and uh, one of the motto is "I will fail and fail again until I succeed." And they had a lot of uh, like ten or fifteen different uh, things that we needed to say every day to remember it and blah blah. It was a lot of fun. And a lot of learning because you are learning from Tim Draper and he's like a venture capitalist, a billionaire, and uh, he, he knows his, his stuff. Uh, but, uh, uh, and also I was a student at the Alternative University in Bucharest where um, the idea was also of uh, learning, learning by experience and failing is just one part of the learning, like children's, This is how they learn. Yes. They will fail, they will hit, they will whatever, and they will understand. Like, okay, if I hit my head here, this, ooh, booba. And I prefer <laughs> not to do it again if I can. So from this uh, leadership failures that I I had, uh, it would, uh, some of them were because the vision was too great and I was not able to execute. Like with the festival, unfortunately, Even, okay, we had other team, but unfortunately we, we were able to raise just $35,000 out of the $75,000 that we needed. So the vision that I created was too big and at the end uh, it couldn't be executed. So try to have, I, I, I had a lot of fails and from all of them I kind of learned because unfortunately I didn't have like, I don't know, parents, family, NGOs or they're teaching me like, okay, I know how to manage team or how to do things or how to organize. And this is why I love the open sourcing and the sharing of this idea because as me, there are a lot of people that would want to do different things, but they don't know just how to start. So having templates and frameworks for different things like that, like how to do an event and other things like that, I think it would help other people in their journey to do that. Yeah. Because I would start doing... Uh, like in events for Nefiresk and okay, really naive and like, yeah, we invite the people and people will come and everything will work. And then like, okay, but volunteers start uh, dropping. So we need, I know, we need a coordinator of the volunteers that will have this job to speak with them and keep them engaged. Uh, and it was a lot of learning in different parts like this uh, for a lot of the different events that we did because most of the time was me and a small team and then other people that would start believing in our idea and like hey i'm good with graphic design and i can help 
perfect thank you we need this hey i'm good with video blah blah hey your writing is like shit because you don't know how to to pronounce or whatever perfect can you help me write or something like that yeah perfect and this is how it was like okay we know we are not uh, doing best there are other that could do it but unfortunately other people will not do it because it doesn't pay because it doesn't whatever so if you want to help us because we are already dedicating our time to do this then perfect if not okay thanks for your suggestion and that's the way it is so and you know for it, you you hit the nail on the head because that's the purpose of this question is because usually all the guests that we have they start to something negative but they learn a lot and usually they learn more from failure than you get to learn from success and that's the the whole goal to to convey the message that as a leader it's okay to fail uh and it's it's good for you it's healthy and, and i'm really curious because you said you went to the draper um, university. university uh you also had the alternative university in in bucharest where you learn like to fail and how how has it changed like your perception of failure uh when it changed how did it improve your life oh uh, so i think uh, like we are primed as a western society at least uh, we are primed to to disregard failure and see it as a failure <laughs> i don't know how to put Negative, it better, but really bad something don't do it <laughs> exactly and uh, and and then i'm looking at all of the startups and all of the founders and kind of the people that are kind of creating the world of tomorrow and most of them they are doing it like this like you you have an idea and you start doing it and you fail and then you pivot and you do something else and then you fail again and and this is this is how you evolve things like we have now safer car because 150 years ago there were some older cars that at one time okay we need a seal belt and added seal belt and then we needed to make them more economic and this is an iterative process and i think this is the same that approach that i think is more helpful to consider when and this is why i love uh, working in a corporation i i was acquainted to the idea of sprints and uh, how to work in sprints and backlog and other things like that so instead of i have the vision for 20 years no i have the vision for the next two weeks and then we look on the backlog and see what other tasks we need to do and That's this allows exactly- you to that's exactly what i what i wanted to add and you 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 basically outlined it perfectly uh and this is a major theme that came up with uh, all the guests and all the interviews so big bonus here for me to summarize 80 episodes for uh, for the listeners right now um, still listen to them still, still go back and listen to them. there are more gems inside yeah. of them <laughs> when it comes to failure and this is a very important part uh choose what you are what you are accepting uh to fail at so you have to to choose something that okay what's the worst possible outcome that can come from this approach this can i live with that uh, result yeah i can that is a good thing it's like you mentioned uh, as a developer working in corporations and i've had this experience rather than okay guys we need this project you have two years here's the money speak to me in two years and then you find out that they failed and you lose trust you lose employees you lose money no 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 you break it down in smaller chunks 
that prove acceptable for adverse outcomes. And my best example that I have for people about choosing what you're willing to fail at and what you're not willing to fail at, you might be willing to fail at uh, uh, when you start riding a bike, you might fall and hurt yourself. That's why it's good to wear a helmet and protect yourself. You don't start with a very steep hill, okay, with traffic at the end. That's not the kind of failure that is acceptable. Might motivate you. I'm not judging. It depends from person to person. So start on flatlands and with with acceptable uh, casualties. The other example would be like, uh, you know what? I'm going to play Russian roulette. So what if I die? Well, that's not a good uh, <laughs> good outcome to fail in. So always make sure is the failure outcome. Well, you can't really foresee it. Just in general terms, is that acceptable to me? Can I live with it? Can I live with that? Yeah, okay, then it's not failure; it's a learning experience. Totally agree. Yeah, and and I like the idea with uh, say uh, uh, to agree with on what you want to fail because on some things maybe you don't want to fail. You don't want to fail maybe on your trust with some of the partners or some of the things and that, that would be yeah. unacceptable for you and the team to do that so choose that as okay we, do, we will not play this with destroying the trust of our founders or of our finance the people that are financing us or the things like that but uh, we will we will experiment a lot with i don't know new projects and ideas and be not scared to okay start something and scrape it and then do it all over, over again yeah well you have to have some principles in life something you stand for and you're not budging on those things exactly Because that's how you build trust with people they know like that. don't lie like for us yeah. is like okay we will probably we will like when we post on corruption kills we will try to make sure that is as vetted as possible that information and some of the times we will need to retract some information because okay we take it from one of the biggest national televisions but they retracted because they also had it wrong but uh, yeah like we are Which trying not to happen yeah and we are but trying not again, to lie to people be transparent when stuff like this happens rather than yeah, trying exactly. to hide it because again it can happen it's not the end of the world explain That's it to the people yeah. and yeah this happened because of this and this maybe yeah, if you had something like in the future we will try to improve yeah. and then yeah people will appreciate it and this will be a learning experience for you as an organization also for the readers instead of being something where yeah you just then people will forget less <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. that sounds good and with that for in Uh, what is your leadership philosophy? Like summarizing, looking back on everything that you've done, uh, all the learning experience, what would you say is your leadership philosophy? Oh, my leadership philosophy, I think is kind of, of a relaxed group of friends and co-workers that are trying to create something that... Uh, they can do much more working in this group, in this community, than outside of it. Like individually, each of us can do some things really good, but if you want to join something where you will be able to, to create and provide much more value than individually, then 
join this and don't expect uh, like I'm still kind of not really failing but uh, like I, I'm not really good let's say at keeping uh, contact with the team like this is why and we dis- discussed in the past everybody struggles with yeah, yeah like, especially like, when like, the more people you have to talk with the harder it is to keep in touch oh yes like for me it would be ideal okay I need somebody to be like a people person that person will not be kind of like the volunteer coordinator will be more like a people person which will three with the different people like hey how are we going blah blah how can we support you how, how are you with this and that like I, I i observe this and i don't do that to, and i'm trying to automatize it like I, i was working on a project but currently i have some problems with getting the data from all of the parts that i will needed which let's say i can the idea would be to scrape like facebook linkedin uh, whatsapp uh, gmail and others and have a list with all of the persons that I discussed, I sent emails or received emails from or messages or the things like that. And then have some small rules. So I, I can select, okay, different circles. Let's say I have a circle of 100 different pe- people that th- this will be the key connections. And my aim is to to have an open discussion with them at least uh, three months. So don't let the conversation get colder than three months. And and yeah and this would be kind of the only way that i would probably do it to keep with other people if not then i will definitely forget and i will get interested yeah, in something else and, reminders. Yeah. and yeah to sum it up for the for the audience as a group um, you are more than the sum of your individual parts as the whole benefit of a group And uh, as uh, Florin mentioned, when he said, okay, I need a more people person and I need a more technical person, always strive to build on the, the, the strong characteristics of other people that come in completion over your, um, not necessarily shortcomings, but if you're not good at something, find somebody who is good at that thing and they'll help you. And you are good at something that that person isn't good at and you help them. And together you are better than just two people. And exactly. It's faster for you to learn the skill that you're not good. You learn faster from the other person. Uh, and you don't spend, you cannot become like wear all the hats and do all the jobs no, no, and no. everything. And it's that, impossible. And, that, and that's the whole idea. Your responsibility is, and I've said this to other people who, who manage teams. Listen, if you have a team and you want to improve your whole team, okay, require of your people only to familiarize them themselves with the things that they have shortcomings on okay just help them understand and maybe make some small improvements big leaps aren't important focus on their strong points because a 15% increase in improvement in a person's strong point can be way way more than a 50% increase in his weakest uh, skill uh-huh. Totally agree, and so, I, I see myself doing some mistakes some of the times because I had uh, sometimes I had uh, this idea that okay, if I if I learn to do something, then everybody can do it because I I can do it, and then everybody would be able to do it, and this is totally false. And some of the times I was trying to teach some things to the rest of the team that yeah, maybe in retrospect it would have not been that relevant for the 
position that they would had like it would be a, a useful life skill of course like i know how to search better on internet uh, like using google advanced queries or how to do web scraping which yeah, for me is really nice and there would be some use cases but for what they had to do directly i wouldn't uh, made sense yeah but it makes sense for them to just know that things like this are possible not, yeah, exactly. not necessarily understand the ins and outs but just know that a well these things are possible and b if i ever need something like this or if it's relevant i can always uh speak with florin and and uh, you know ask him florin does this make sense and he will vet my idea like in yeah. two minutes rather than me spending days exactly yeah. see if it, if i can do it if it's worth doing if the result is good or not so again it goes back to transparency collaboration and working and knowing people's strong points and regarding with knowing the people's strong points like one of the thing that i also didn't because I, i'm trying to think everything like technological stack in a way of how i can learn these things in a more automatic and more transparent way and maybe you have some ideas because i currently didn't i was not able to find like a free version of the software that would do that uh one of the thing that i tried to do with the team at casa activists with the activist house it was uh, and it was yeah, i it was a long list of around 50 to 70 different uh, characteristics uh, and like one of them would be like okay programming level uh, interest in music photography experience uh, different things like that that were either soft skill hard skill uh, experience uh, like speaking speaking in public and things like that and people could rate uh, self rate them between 1 and 5 and they could also say between 1 and 5 also how interested they are in that uh, in that topic That's so job. okay i would yeah. See web scraping there will be one but my interest is also one because i don't even know that word for, for some people so this was uh, one attempt that we try to do to be able to to kind of know okay what uh, what is the biggest assets and the biggest uh, shortcomings and uh, how we can uh, upgrade it but this was in a program that was paid and uh, we were not able to pay because like some hundreds of dollars per year to just have this functionality of being able to to assess people uh, needs yeah, so to to be able to do it it's it's a multi step process first you would need some place that where you uh, list the skills or the the traits that you want and then you have to define them and then you need to have like a short tutorial to to explain to people to give them like a short intro what it is about because for you data scraping it means something because you have experience for it yeah. for another person maybe an older person if he hears data scraping if he understands the term he thinks hacker <laughs> okay so his interest in that is zero or call the police mama right now so you would need to predefine the terms give a small intro and this is very important make it look fun uh, yeah. but the idea is if anybody of our listeners knows of a solution that's open source uh please shout to florin or to us and we'll give it on to florin so he can use it and implement it it's for a good cause it's for a good cause 
Yeah, and uh, because I, I think that would be like I, I'm looking a, a lot of the NGOs that are working, and we we just got now like Google work spaces for free because now we have an NGO we can up and apply the via TechSoup, and we have this Google Suite. But if not, uh, you don't have that much uh, programs that you can use, and especially if you have an NGO or if you have a small civic group, you don't have the budget for things like that, and. Uh, anything that we can find that is open source and that could be included in a technical stock uh, stack that could be helpful for a lot of people that uh, you know a lot of organizations that would want to do these kind of things like okay we want to be able to assets like and this can be useful for us like for the protest like we are doing a big protest we need a lot of people and we can have like a small set of like 20 different uh, criteria of less like interest in like I want to help with carrying the banners I want to help with cleaning after whatever I want to help with uh, filming or stuff yeah. like that because I have some experience and yeah having this tell small uh, utility that would prove valuable tell you what I'll think about some of this stuff um, and uh, we can uh, exchange ideas uh, at a later time no problem um not really and even the listeners people listening if they have any ideas on yeah we're send both, us, we're send both us open. Some, some emails and yeah. but uh, keeping on track and you already mentioned this uh what would be the top three leadership tips that you have for aspiring leaders so the top leadership skills for uh, tips, tips, tips tips for aspiring leaders uh first of all and if you are not already doing it start reading and start reading but read uh, like fiction doesn't count in your way like it's good fiction and you can create stories out of it but uh, try to read the uh, relevant books that uh, are in a way time tested let's say that are what the, I don't know look at what Bill Gates recommends or other people and uh, and try to imagine like who are who are some of the people that you you feel inspired by and see what books do they recommend and start reading that book uh try to be as authentic as possible like try not to to be something that you are not like i i see a lot of people trying to be something that they're not and uh, it will not be authentic and and this doesn't mean that like because i consider that you can become anybody in life and you can change and you can adapt as possible but uh, I don't know be it, be it so it, it would be something authentic with you and and as as a leader style and uh, leadership position and try not to be unauthentic like if you are the kind of person that usually is I don't know speaking the voice call and thing like that don't try to be directly like, <laughs> like be total contrast <laughs> just because like ah, i'm trying to be different now because you are not that person yet and you are not Can natural in that yeah. way change mm. into that person if you want but exactly first change into for, that person uh, and then uh, it would be it would be like love like there was a call like if you i don't remember exactly how it was but yeah if something along the line if you do something that you love every day it's not like working or something like that i don't know you never work a day you never work exactly a day yeah. In your life. yeah yeah and the third tip 
uh, one of the things that I observed, uh, at least uh, in my own experience, uh, from leaders either from the Forbes 30 under 30 community or from uh, either Draper University, different civic groups, uh, politicians, and people from all walks of life and business, be perseverant, like have a realistic expectation, like have a clear goal and direction where you want to go, but be perseverant, like if you start doing something and you do it like, I don't know, you want to do a new podcast and you do three show, three episodes and they're like, ah, no, it didn't work. I'm going to go home. Of course, <laughs> it didn't work. It's not realistic after three. Yeah. If you look at the biggest geniuses in different fields, like you have, uh, I don't know if Mozart or Bach, or, but uh, there was a study and it, it was showing that most of the people that were extraordinary in different fields, if you look, they also they were the, also the ones that had written like 700 compositions. So for 700 yeah. compositions, there will be a lot of shit. But in you will also have the five of them that would put put them on the map forever. So be perseverant and uh, keep going. Like I I have some groups that I didn't even manage that much. That I started like in 2010. There were some Facebook groups. I created some communities for Bucharest and all of the neighborhood. And I have some of them which now have over 4,000 members and I started them, but then I kind of forgot about them, but they will compound. And especially if you are, I don't know, if you are working on the internet or have an internet related uh, uh, front or something, and then you can kind of leverage the network effect and uh, use that. Like you start something now and in 10 years or in two years or in five years, it will start giving results, but uh, yeah, be yeah. realistic and uh, be perseverant. Don't expect to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a, that was one of my weaknesses, yeah. I have to admit. That, yeah. uh, I want everything right now really <laughs> yes. fast. I, I think we, we all want that, but... Oh, yes. Well, it, it's, it's, more, it's more common than not. Uh, I, I usually joke about this. You know, the word talent is something that, uh, that uh, lazy people use to describe uh, hardworking people. Oh, he's yeah. talented, but they don't see the work happening behind. And also to, to sum up the tips that Florin gave, it's uh, read for purpose, not just for pleasure. Be authentic and have focus, okay? Strive for a goal, look at it, set some uh, mileposts and guidelines and focus on your on achieving that goal. You, you, can, Keep uh, it. you can adapt it over time. You don't have to be, uh, uh, it doesn't have to be set in stone, but work towards it have some uh, have some uh, realistic expectation. realistic expectation and go for it yeah. and i like number one and it goes perfectly with the next question which i have exactly for this reason i'm asking like what is the book that had the most profound impact on you because i want to create basically a library a, a cheat sheet for people to that want to become better don't just give out to, the secret. Yeah, just go through all the shows and see what people recommended because they're all amazing books. And, and why? <laughs> yeah, and why they recommended them. My, my problem so is what, what 
What is your book that has the most profound impact on you? That's the idea. I will not be able to choose one. And I know in reality, like half of the books that I've, no, like 98% of the books that I've read and what I've read in them, I kind of, I don't remember that much. I remember some small parts. Uh, one of the latest that I have written, and for me it was maybe profound because it was a new field that I don't, I don't know that much yet. It was uh, Diplomacy, I think, by Eisenhower. Uh, it's a book about diplomacy and uh, this... Uh, I will send the link. It's about how diplomacy yeah, works. And, uh, and it was fascinating for me to see, like, okay, what's the... And, like, how diplomacy helped in the last 100 years. Because before diplomacy, we had a lot of wars and diplomacy kind of helped to create some back channels to be able to remove some tensions between uh, extremist leaders or between like, I don't know, idiots like Donald Trump and others. <laughs> and uh, and this can, uh, yeah, like diplomacy is a really effective tool in this sense. And it's something that is not that much written because it's kind of a secret thing in a way. And, and the book was really re revealing from that point. Uh, I really liked uh, talking uh, fast and slow. I don't remember exactly the author. Mm, I don't know, like half of my uh, uh, Audible library, I would recommend. <laughs> uh, but I don't have anything now in mind. Uh, there was uh, Hans Wessling, uh, uh, he's a statistician and he had a really book a really nice book he died uh, some two years ago i think let me see Hans. okay and the book is uh 10 reasons we are 10 reasons we are wrong about the world and why things are better than you think Oh, oh I yeah, don't know about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that one's really good. It actually, shows that the world is progressing and it's becoming better and better. Exactly. Uh, and but we have the perception that it's it's getting shittier and shittier. <laughs> and and I heard somebody mention why that is. It's actually a self fulfilling prophecy because in any society where life life expectancy increases quality of life increases, everything is, is by all means and purposes better. Something uh, has to go is, it, No, it is a society okay. in which people have too much time spent on self-reflection. And as Nietzsche said, if you stare into the abyss long enough, something stares back. <laughs> yeah. But that's what happens because you, you look at other societies where they, they have like 15 hour work days, six days a week. They have okay. no time to think. They about have no time to think about how, how, how bad their situation is. All and they also, when is they that... have time, there will be a dictator that will probably kill them yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, but all they know is that they are happy that they they make a living. They can their children aren't starving. Okay, so they're more preoccupied with the now rather than. What am I doing with my life? Uh, it, I think it, it's it's also a problem that we have like in modern school systems. They do not give you the tools to cope and to be able to do self-reflection, okay? And really be able to use it as a tool to improve your life, not become depressed by it. No, it's actually even simpler than that. If you remember your last test or any test that you did in school, uh, when you got back the results, it 
it's never what you did really good. It's always what you did really bad. And that's so the we're focus, taught yeah. to always focus on the negative. Yeah. And it's the same thing that happens in working in the corporate environment. Seldom does your boss say, come and say, you know what? I really like your work ethic. You did a really good job. Yeah, there were some mishaps, but you're on, you're on the right uh, trajectory. Nah, that doesn't happen. It takes a really cool boss, and that's the type of person you remember for your whole life. Yes, I know. I, I was lucky. Like the first uh, corporation where I worked was a US based one, but the Hasher and the people were really nice. Like I was, I I was hoping. Like I, I heard a lot of stories about shitty stuff like that, and then like, no, actually my here where i'm walking is actually really okay i, I was kind of and waiting the second for that, one <laughs> what the second one how was it uh the second, second one time. actually i don't have a second one is now i'm working oh, okay. at a startup so you're still... oh. yeah so it's kind of the, my first and hopefully on, only one maybe just as consultant like currently not... i'm aiming to stay uh, to work remote and not be able not go to a job to working on cool. cubicle all my That's life I can when, when you when you start hearing uh, bad reports or bad talking it's like boss you know my connection is exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah and speaking about connection where is the best place where people can go to find out more about you so uh, depends like if you're Romanian or you kind of understand Romanian then Facebook is the best because I there I mostly post in uh, Romanian uh, medium if you want to read about some of the things that I'm doing mostly technology wise and I will start also posting other things there uh, Twitter if I know anything you want to drop me give me a reply or i think also you can give me a direct message linkedin i started working and my plan is to go to 30000 contacts i only have 9000 now but hopefully in like one year or two just time falls just time yeah. falls well, that will embolden uh, the people listening to this uh, to this uh, podcast to to connect with you and uh, if you give me the links i will post them yeah. in the show notes and People listening can uh, can reach out to Florian either on his uh, uh, Romanian platforms or his more international English-based uh, platforms like LinkedIn and Twitter. And uh, also, uh, and maybe this will be able to discuss more in uh, future. Like my aim and what why I'm also having this equipment now because I'm I'm learning and trying to learn how to start my own uh, podcast and. The idea is also to be a video podcast. I have some names like Open Source Society or the things like that. And the idea would be to also invite people that are creating like Open Source Project and uh, or to, 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 to imagine different projects that we can create and we can do them open source. Like, because oh, like awesome. when I, yeah. and there's, there, I think there's small things that we can, if we can create a solution for them, then we can kind of combine them as a Lego, like, I was trying to see, okay, how I can automatize the fact that, okay, I will use a GoPro for one of the two angles. And then when I put the GoPro either in my uh, laptop, which is a Linux or in my Mac, go and copy all of this file to a media server or to somewhere and put them directly in that this. The sound should go there. If I use a lavalier, this to be able to copy automatically so I can create this kind of routines. 
and the show the idea of the show would be more about this kind of things like how we can do stuff that uh, is not yet documented or we don't know how to do it and create a github repo where other people can come and contribute and that's an awesome project yeah, yeah it'll be our pleasure to help you if anything you you need just let us know for sure uh, like, learn from our from our experience exactly yeah. not yeah. much but it, it's a little bit yeah like, like because uh, a lot of the things that i don't see that much happening is kind of the behind the scenes of uh, what uh, is going like even for you like okay you have this all wired maybe you're using open broadcasting software maybe you already use zoom directly because it's integrated and whatever and this this, this kind of details usually are not shared and one of my aims uh, will be to kind we'll, of we'll give you all the details we'll give you all the details uh, no it will be problem. our pleasure yeah. and to make Thank it you. as simple as possible because we like simple solutions yeah exactly. and more than that we'll, we'll also give you uh, the motivation behind why we chose one path rather than the other so you yourself oh. can see oh, okay better. so um if i want this type of result this is better than that Yeah, or if I want that, then it's good, but you cannot use it on Windows. So if you will have a colleague with Windows, he cannot, he's not cross-platform or stuff like that. It's not just about being cross-platform. Um, cross it also is about that uh, you will have to also manage other aspects of your life. So everything is easier to do if you only do one thing. But if yeah. you have to do organize uh, with your group with other activists maintain the ngo uh, go to protests speak with politicians there's only so many hours you have job, in your in your day job. do yeah, your yeah, job exactly. okay so some things might be best suited to your current uh, predicaments than others but no no worries we will uh, exchange ideas it will be, it, our, it will be our, our pleasure to answer any questions you have Well, thank okay, you very much. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for coming. A true pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was today's episode. Tune in daily. Rate, like, subscribe and share please. Oh, you can find further info and materials in the show notes on techleadership.com, including links to the guest book recommendations.